in track. I did shot put, and sometimes when I'd get in the circle, or right before I'd get in the circle, I'd be like taking five-hour energy and pre-workout and fucking Mm -hmm. all that good shit. And it would make me absolutely insane. My eyes would be popping out of my head. (laughs) Uh, I had one of those drawstring hoodies, and I'd pull the hood over my head, and, you know, I'd like... I'd like tie it shut so that like, you could only see like my eyes, my nose, and my mouth. But I had like, and I had like the noise canceling headphones on and sunglasses. Like, it was, I looked like a psycho, and I was a psycho. But anyway, you know, my, you know, my mom would come and watch, mm-hmm. and she was watching me getting ready that one time, and I don't know, I was like pacing back and forth and fucking going nuts, and she's she walks over, she's like. Vincent, are you okay? And I was like, get the fuck out of my face. (laughs) (coughs) She'd be like, Vincent. I'd be like, leave. (laughs) It was fucking insane. Let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of Fan Speculation. CJ Palmasano. Vinny Carini. Your boys are back in town. That's right. Hell yeah. Nobody heard that little part that came out of my mouth. I'm <laughs> the beer. Um, just Vin, me and Vin today. Uh, we appreciate our good buddy Nick Carbone coming on the podcast. We had a lot of fun with him. Yes, Hope sir. you guys enjoyed uh, his hot takes. or well, not hot takes. His, uh, his thoughts, his theories, and him and Vinny just ogling every woman in the MCU. Yeah. That's not going to happen today. No. I have structure back in the podcast tonight. <laughs> okay, so uh, we got a lot to talk about, man. Um, we are going to talk about the Bad Batch. That's the mm-hmm. first thing we're going to kick things off with, but we also got to talk about some Multiverse of Madness leaks. Uh, yes. We have to talk about Scarlett Johansson suing Disney. That literally yes. broke the day after we released last week's episode, so uh-huh. we're getting into that too. Um, with a, with some other potential female Disney stars looking to uh, potentially take legal action again. Uh, also, I should say, with Disney. But we'll get to them in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Venom 2, Let It Be Carnage trailer that we got to talk about. And um, Marvel What If. Just that whole concept of the show in general. And big news from the directors saying doing a whole media day, I think today or yesterday. Just saying that they would love if Disney could allow them to do Star Wars as well. Whoa. I, <laughs> I heard that little gurgle. <laughs> you can burp in the microphone. I burp in the microphone all the time. No, I don't know. Okay. But that's fucking huge. Yeah. So let's just get right into it. First, uh, let's get into uh, the Bad Batch's most recent episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've been very behind on the Bad Batch. Yeah, so we're just going to... Cram it into the last episode. Yes, um, I will say the past few episodes. I loved the episode when they when we saw Her- young Hera Zendula. Yes, uh, when they went to Ryloth and the first part of that two part little thing, uh, the Bad Batch made a cameo in their own show. Yes, and then uh, they came and they saved Hera. And what I really enjoyed is that now Omega and Hera have a relationship. They know each other. So potentially in the Knights of the New Republic, if that show is still happening, you know, at least, or maybe the Ahsoka series or whatever, potentially we could see a live action Omega with a live action Hera, and now mm-hmm. they have that history. So I'd be very interested to see that. Uh, I can't remember too much what happened else in the next couple episodes, but the most recent one, they were trying to uh, save a defective clone. Uh, which, oh yes, which yes, yes. turned, which I, if I remember correctly, is one of the clones that. Uh, Ezra and uh, the gang and Rebels find Rex with. He's one of the clones mm-hmm. they find because he has that mm-hmm. really weird sounding voice. Yeah. Um, so we've seen that the Empire is transitioning, uh, slowly transitioning into clones. At least the clones are out of commission now. And now they have TK, Trooper, really, Stormtroopers. Yes. Um, uh, the <laughs> reason why the Bad Batch took this job is because uh, Rex asked them to. Mm-hmm. And Rex didn't have a whole lot of time to explain. He's like, but I need you to save him. Yeah, he didn't even, he literally did not give them an explanation and he just, just sent them coordinates. Yeah, and Echo is just like, if Rex was asking us this, he's doing it for a good reason. Yep. And Echo is right. 
Don't ever doubt Rex. That's right. So um, we see this. We see Tech, Echo, and uh, Hunter go to take care of the facility because they realize it might be too dangerous. They might try to take the ship. So Wrecker and Omega are their backup. Mm-hmm. Um, we do see the three-fifths of the Bad Batch go and get uh, this trooper. And we've noticed that the Stormtrooper now I guess Stormtroopers are have a different uniform than the clone troopers. Yes. It's and not it's not the original Stormtrooper helmet yet. It's like some it still looks like a It's like, like a prequel version of the Stormtrooper. I wanna helmet. say it's a mix between like it, it's it's slowly getting into like the classic Stormtrooper look that we yeah. that we grew up that we saw in the original films. Yeah. Um, I guess just a thing, you know, like uniforms just update and change over time. Yeah. Um, so I get one of the, I guess this is the first design of a stormtrooper outfit. Yep. Um, and we see that the Bad Batch saves his clone and they're trying to escape. Yep. Uh, only for Tech and Echo to get away and Hunter has been left behind and yeah. the stormtroopers captured him. Yeah. I also, oh yeah, I'm sorry. I also think that they, uh, Kind of like paid homage to that game Republic Commando. Yes. With the, like, uh, I guess, squad leader of, the, I would of assume each so. group of Stormtroopers. That, that is for sure an Easter egg for those who played Republic Commando. Yeah, if you played Republic Commando, you remember that the uh, the clone trooper helmets that they that they were wearing had, like, they were, like, lit up blue. Yeah. Like instead LED of just having lights. a black visor. It was, that was really cool. I really enjoyed that they had, they threw that little Easter egg into the episode. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, but now we see Hunter has been captured. And the last thing we see is Crosshair goes to his cell. Um, he's like, I figured I'd be running into you at some point. It's like, I was hoping for the rest of the crew. But you'll have to do. <laughs> I still sound like a pedophile. Help me find my puppy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Crosshair goes to visit Hunter in his cell. And we also notice that the uh, the clones and they're all leaving Camino. Um, uh, Lama Sue is apparently taking uh, scientists uh, to escape the the uh, the planet without the, the Empire knowing, and it's alluded that the Prime Minister has been killed mm-hmm. once they shut the doors. Um, I guess they're taking Lama Sue with with her because we have use for her for her services, where we do not have use for yours. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess um, whatever the fucking Prime Minister's name is, I guess we have to assume he's dead. Um, overall, I know this is a bit of a not-so-in-depth analysis with Bad Batch because we have just so much other stuff we have to talk about, mm-hmm. but I would say it's brought a lot of intrigue to me. Um, there was a certain point, like, before um, before we got to, like, Rex and getting the inhibitor chips out, it was a bit of a slow uh, time for me with the Bad Batch. Yeah. But I would say the show has definitely picked up again. I just don't know how many episodes we're going to end on. Yeah, we're on 14. Yeah, like I thought we it was like, you know, it was going to be like WandaVision or Falcon Winter Soldier or Mandalorian even where it's just like yeah. or last season of Clone Wars where it's like, oh, you know, we're only getting like 7 or 8 and like no, we're going we're on 14. I mean, the average episode of every season in the original Clone Wars, well, not original, but the the Clone Wars that predecessed the Bad Batch uh was probably like what, 15? Yeah, something like that. 15 to 20 episodes. So maybe the next episode's final the finale. Uh, uh, it could be what we don't know yet. We just have to wait and see. Um, I'm in, I'm intrigued to see where this all goes. I really enjoy this whole in between period of Star Wars with uh, with the Bad Batch. Um, the previous episode, I was kind of like eh about it. It was okay um, because I, felt I like hey look at this. Yeah, it's just again, it's gonna be like you know episodic because it's a TV show and yeah. episodic, you know. Are you ready to talk about how we're going to get a No Way Home trailer on maybe August 11th? Possibly, maybe. Unconfirmed. Uh, who the fuck knows if we're going to get a movie spe- at this point? Spe- <laughs> you know what's funny, actually? My buddy Jimmy, uh, not McChesney, my, um, uh, my buddy James, he sends me a text earlier today and says, um, it's, a, it's a quote, uh, I'm quotation marks in front of any, uh, something that Kevin Feige says, like, we're going to do something that's uh, a little... Uh, uncharacteristic that we're doing we're actually not going to release a trailer for uh spider-man no way home it's a bit it's a bold risk but we want everyone to be completely surprised enjoy the movie and it's 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 supposed to be a quote from kevin feige and then so spider-man next time at the end of far from home like what the fuck um and then in like very very light writing under the kevin feige it says 
did not say this. And I text him like, dude, what the fuck? Like, no way Feige said this. I look over Google, nothing. He's like, it says did not send. And after he sent that meme, it goes, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Very bold. <laughs> uh, dodgeball. But anyway, so, yeah, we talked about with, with Nick last week that we, we believe. Hello, that's you too. Uh, <laughs> um, that was my phone. We talked about a uh, possible uh, time front, uh, time frame bleh, of when the No Way Home trailer could be released. Um, Sony is doing the Spider-Man week this week as to honor as of this past Sunday's uh, 60-year anniversary of him coming to comic books in general. Yeah. So um, we're we August saw- 11th is exactly seven days from today. Yes, that is uh, that's the day of what if the day prior, August tenth, is Peter Parker's birthday in canon to the Marvel Comics. Wow. Um, some people are speculating that it could be with uh, Peter Parker's birthday. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people are speculating that it could be released with Shang Chi or or Venom in September. Now, um, I think any of these are likely, but honestly, the one that I think is most least likely uh, <clears throat> likely is them releasing it with Shang Chi. Yeah, because it's the same thing with the Black Widow effect that I told you. They're not Can't gonna. It's gonna take away from Shang Chi and this big moment and this new superhero we're trying to build to a general audience. Which, by the way, Kevin Feige confirmed that those two people fighting in the in the most recent trailer was Wong and Abomination. Wow. So we could probably see Wong as a cameo in this movie. Wong. And we knew Abomination was coming back at some point in the I think the She Hulk show. Um, which I fully expect to see Abomination as a member of the Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers. Thanks to that uh, that uh, that picture that Vinny sent us. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he sent us the picture. It was um, it was Elena Belova, John Walker, U.S. Agent, Ghost. I completely forgot about Ghost. Yeah. Um, White Vision. It's a bit of a dark horse, but that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, Deadpool. Which makes sense, but he hasn't appeared yet. And then Red Hulk and Abomination. That's a pretty solid Dark Avengers team, I, I must say. Anyway. Where's the second Venom trailer? Second Venom trailer? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking through our text history to find what, when, when you sent it to me. I texted you like Monday when, when it first came out. So seeing the trailer, your your first thoughts and reaction when you when you watched it well the first thing you see is woody harrelson just like snap into carnage mm-hmm. awesome I love and you get like a first look of what carnage is gonna look like and it's sick yeah we only got a little bits and pieces in the last trailer but this we got a much better look at what carnage is gonna look like uh we also see how uh woody uh cletus cassidy woody harrelson's character becomes venom mm-hmm. he bites Eddie Brock's hand. He's like, I have tasted blood before, and that's not it. So so somehow that is mixed <laughs> carnage into uh, into uh, Woody Harrelson's character, which will do a brief little history if you're not familiar with the origins of carnage. The origins of carnage in the comics was that Eddie Brock and Cletus Cassidy, was sh- they were sharing a jail cell together. Um, Eddie Brock was able to escape... Uh, and then I believe the Venom, uh, Venom symbiote came to him and he attached himself to, to Eddie, where Eddie escaped as Venom, where there was a little tiny bit of the symbiote that latched onto Cletus, thus made Carnage. Carnage mm-hmm. was born. Carnage is, Carnage is an extension of Venom. It's just this is a different person and he is just all kinds of fucked up. Yeah. Eddie Brock is a bit of um, he's a bit of an egomaniac. He's a tough dude, kind of a jerk. But you know, the symbiote enhances your thoughts and your mind and everything. It'll make you stronger, faster, and everything. Yeah. Now, a symbiote attaching themselves to a serial killer. Yes. Cletus Cassidy is a serial killer, and he's a psychopath and a sociopath. Imagine having that mixed up with a symbiote. Oh, it's all kinds of bad. Yeah. So we see some glimpses here and there. Um, I just I love the thing you shared. Like, was it yesterday or today? Where it's like I love how Tom Hardy is not like d- the t- typical superhero as Venom. Yeah. Where he just looks like shit the entire time. He's sweating his ass <laughs> off. He we're not waiting for him to have an open fight shirt, <laughs> open fight with his t-shirt off. 
So I love that. And he still kind of looks the same in this movie as well. Yeah. Looks like a fucking pile of dog shit. My favorite part in the entire trailer is when Carnage is all up in that stained glass window and Venom's like, oh, shit. (laughs) What are you you doing? That guy's too big. Listen, you got to come out here. No, I'm not. Listen, if you come out, I will let you eat everybody. Everybody? Yes. You promise? I promise. All right. (laughs) And then Venom comes out. Um... I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I but I feel like I was th- I was saying this to to Ed today. I think um, this is kind of like uh, Creed syndrome for me. Like remember when they f- made the first two Creed movies with Michael B. Jordan? Yes, yes, yes. So they made it. First one was good and I enjoyed it. The second one I thought was better. I also kind of think maybe they wanted to do. Young young Creed's son versus Ivan Drago's son, but you couldn't really do that in the beginning. You have to make a movie, establish the character, and then build to that drama. Mm-hmm. I feel like Sony made the right move, establishing Venom first, then you bring in Carnage and build a story around it. I was very... Something Sony's actually doing very decently with is with Venom. Mm. Yes. I will agree to that. You thought what do you, th- uh, you have high expectations? I'm sure for Woody Harrelson as as Carnage. Yeah, he's a tremendous actor. Are you kidding? He's Woody fucking Harrelson. Mm-hmm. Fucking Tallahassee, Florida. That's right. <laughs> Badass motherfucker. Anyway, so we're very much looking forward to Venom. Uh, we mentioned uh, earlier that um, it's possible that we could see Shang Chi or Venom hold the Spider-Man trailer. I recently, I think Venom Venom could. I recently rewatched the trailer for Shang Chi. And realized how fucking awesome it was. Mm-hmm. It was really sick. Marvel's first Kung Fu movie. And it looks awesome. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was a betting man, at this point, if we're waiting so long for the Spider-Man trailer, I would think they Sony would probably release it around the time of Venom Let There Be Carnage. Yeah. Because I don't think Sony necessarily cares about overshadowing one project or the other because it's both their projects technically. Mm. So I think Venom will get it by the latest earliest we could get as, as as early as next Tuesday before we release the trailer. I mean the podcast. So, moving on. I don't know why this just popped into my head. What's that? I recently watched uh, a video on YouTube called Obi-Wan has PTSD. Okay. And it's when he's talking to Luke about the Clone Wars in New Hope. Mm-hmm. And and he's like he's like you knew my father and it like it like flashes back to like <laughs> them fighting in, yeah. the, in the pit. That's your really good video. It, no, it it is because they use the New Hope's intro, uh, not New Hope's intro, the um, Force Awakens intro music, where mm-hmm. it's like you know, it's like a single keynote on a piano. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it like goes into it goes into you know the traditional music, but it's really cool. Yeah, that's a really cool thing right there. Um where am I going with this? I don't know. That popped into my head and it, it was worth sharing. Uh, no, it's always worth sharing something Guys, about if, Star Wars. If you want to watch something really cool that, and hype yourself up for the Obi-Wan show simultaneously, mm-hmm. watch the video on YouTube called Obi-Wan Has PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, definitely watch that. Uh, I think I was going to go uh, far along the lines as um, I think as the Spider-Man trailer. We're probably going to get that, I'd say, latest September at this point. Um, but we do need to talk about some serious news, though. Okay. That that definitely wasn't happening in the uh, the rooms of Disney in the court. <laughs> court. court? Uh, who knows? Um, Scarlett Johansson's suing Disney. That's right. Uh, Scarlett Johansson uh, is suing Disney because um, they breached contra- uh, they breached their contract with the um, Black Widow uh, movie, saying it would get an exclusive theatrical release. Uh, when it was released simultaneously on Disney Plus uh, and the uh, uh, movie theaters. So I'm trying to find this uh, press release um, with uh, Disney and Scarlett Johansson. Well, I think um, I think one of the deals was that it was supposed to get released uh, to like rent or buy on Disney Plus. Well, it's exclusive. Well, the contract said exclusively to the theaters. Oh, okay. Well, um, she was supposed to get some type of royalties. Yeah, for how well the movie did in theaters. Yeah, and uh, 
she didn't get it or whatever, or it never happened. Yeah. But so I have an article here. It says, since uh, from uh, Sol- from Salon, the website called, since Scarlett Johansson filed a lawsuit against Disney for allegedly violating an agreement, the exclusive release of Black Widow in theaters, a vicious legal, t- legal feud has erupted between the actor and the Marvel Studios' parent company. The actress claims that the simultaneous release of the film on Disney Plus streaming service an unforeseen decision made to allow viewers to watch safely at home during the pandemic was not part of the original negotiations, therefore allowed the studio to cut her out of her fair share. Disney responded last week by releasing a statement that called Johansson's com- complaint, quote, sad and distressing in the callous disregard of the horrific and por- for long, prolonged global effects of COVID-19 pandemic, unquote. The state Statement also made public that Johansson received $20 million for her work on the movie and claimed to have fully been compensated in its contracts and agreements with Johansson. Uh, women's groups, including Women's Film, Reframe, and Time's Up, are now speaking out in support of Johansson, criticizing Disney's statements for presenting the, quote, gendered image of Johansson's as a selfish, excuse me, demand and demanding for wanting to be paid what she says is owed. In a joint statement, the aforementioned groups called Disney's statement a, quote, gendered charger attack okay uh trying to go through more here um so pretty much yeah scarlett johansson says that um she was owed her contract was based off of how how well black widow did in the theaters um and it was exclusive theatrical release now granted this um this contract was definitely worked out before covid happened and but that's what it states in the contract: an exclusive theatrical release. Now, um, Disney, actually, thanks to Nick because he sent that TikTok in our little group chat. That's right. Um, Disney apparently made fifty to sixty million dollars from the premiere access. Really, fifty to sixty million dollars. That's insane. Yeah. So. Where's that money? Wouldn't you think the star of the film should get a cut of that? Mm-hmm. At the very least, the you know star what? of the movie should. Listen, Scarlett Johansson got fucking killed. She's probably not going to be doing anything for a long time for Disney. Especially, especially with this lawsuit going on. No, She's trying to fucking secure that bag. Exactly. Get that bag. As far as I'm concerned, Disney is basically the federal government, and we sh- and she should fucking take what's owed. And so should we. She should. T- <laughs> I don't know about us, but <laughs> we we might get shot by the fucking Secret Service. Hey. Anyway, um, no, but but she's absolutely right in the sense if she's the star of the movie and her money was made, uh, with the exclusive theatrical release. If the contract states exclusive theatrical release, then Disney broke the contract. Yeah. If that is so the case. Dude, I hope Scarlett Johansson walks out of here with fucking all the money. Like, she just divorced Disney, I, and, she, and, <laughs> and that man's got to pay her, like, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000 a month. Because here's... Another thing is, is that she's not the only one who's doing this. Or at least she's not the only one who's considered doing this. Emma Stone and Emily Blunt. Emma Stone, who was a star of the Cruella movie as Cruella, uh, and Emily Blunt... Co co starring with The Rock and Jungle Cruise, they are now considering their options as well. Because, you know, they are leads of the movie, while Emily Bunt being a co lead with The Rock. Um, apparently, Emma Stone is not necessarily too eager upon it just yet, considering she's still working out terms for a second Cruella movie. Mm. And the Emily Bunt details, I'm not too certain about. Though, one thing that this can do, and I hope it does is get rid of the Disney premiere access shit. Yeah. Because I'm already paying. Yeah, I'm already paying. Why should I pay an extra 30 fucking dollars to to watch fucking just released movies? Exactly. And it's going to be on your streaming platform in a few months time anyway. Yeah. So I can fucking wait. And it's not like they're popping out movies every month. No. You know what I mean? Like having paying extra monthly for the premiere access is such a fucking scam when you can just go to the movies like you used to yeah. and fucking pay the fucking eleven and twelve dollars. Thirty dollars whatever is, it is. Thirty dollars is about as much as you could pay if you're taking somebody out to a movie with you. If me and my girlfriend are gonna go see a movie, it's gonna cost about thirty dollars, you know, on the weekends. If you go on Tuesdays, it's like five, six bucks if you're an AMC they, subs member. That's right, that's right. So even you know, if you go to Carousel Showplace, they have that too. 
Yeah, exactly. So, like, you don't have to spend the $30. You can just go to the fucking movies if you want to. Yeah. Then again, you know, there are people out there who, obviously, if they made 50 to $60 million on this thing, that obviously didn't want to leave their homes yet, and they wanted to watch the safety of their own home. That's fine, too. You're all entitled to what you want to do as far as you want to watch a movie. The fact of the matter is, is that Scarlett Johansson says her contract was breached, and if that is the case, then Disney breached it, and honestly, Disney's being petty about this whole fucking thing. Well, dude... It's it, it's like they don't have enough, you know, like you, all, what are you doing, Disney? All of the fucking properties and the money they've made. You killed all the poor these girl's character. Yeah, well, I mean, technically that's Marvel. It's Kevin Feige. Who gives a shit? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's got to secure that bag now that she's done making the movies and 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 having a steady income. She's got to secure that retirement plan. I mean, sure. And I want her to fucking do it. And you know what? I as mean, far as I'm who's, concerned, who's she's Paul Revere right now. If anything, Scarlett Johansson, I mean, you're probably right. Maybe she doesn't want to act for a while. Maybe she just wants to chill. Dude, and let her do her thing. And go around Does a high note. kids? Yeah, her and her husband, fucking Colin Jost, that dork from SNL. Still to this day, I don't understand how he got Scarlett Johansson. If you don't know who's Colin Jost. I'm jo- sure they've probably asked him that on an SNL skits. Like, how probably. Are you doing? If you guys look up Colin Jost, those of you who don't know oh, what... Yeah. He looks like a fucking foot. I'm like... Or a toe. And like I'm, a big toe. And I'm thinking to myself, here's the thing, though. The guy, he's he's a decent-looking guy. But he gets Scarlett Johansson? Jesus Christ. Look, I guess love is love, and that's fine. But we can still complain about it. Yeah, I saw some... <laughs> I saw some uh, how, how long has she been, been with him? Like uh, that Colin? Dude, I... I t- I know they were together and engaged in 2019 because I remember him and his co-host oh, and so his not, not not when Avengers was getting started. Probably not. No. I mean, remember she was uh I think she had just divorced with Ryan Reynolds like after the first Avengers movie. I think her and Chris Evans were definitely banging at some point maybe, yeah. He's fucking Chris Evans. Yeah. Chris Evans get any woman he wants in the face of the face of the earth. Probably does. Yeah, probably does. He probably enjoys Captain, the ba- it's Captain America. Bachelor life. Anyway, he's Captain America. So anyway, we're getting a little bit off topic. But how about this? What are your thoughts on this whole thing with the whole Disney lawsuit? Do you think Scarlett Johansson is justified? Do you think Disney is justified? Really, where do you see this all happening in the end? I don't. Uh, I don't care if Disney fucking tries to win or not. Scarlett Johansson. She deserves to win. Let her fucking secure that bag. That's what I want to see. I want to see I her fight the fucking man. Fighting Mickey Mouse. Fight that bitch. Some people are some people are kind of in the uh, I've seen on the other side of the pond are just like, of course she waited till after the movie tanked. I'm like, well, the movie didn't fucking tank. It didn't. Compared, to, if you're comparing this to like pre-pandemic movie numbers, and if it was, oh, then you're retarded. If, you if it was pre-pandemic, then sure, you're right to say the movie tanked. But no, considering, I think it made two hundred million worldwide. Oh come on! Two hundred look, two hundred million worldwide is good for COVID standards. Yeah, it's very very good. I mean, the movie probably could have made two hundred million the opening weekend. Yeah. Um, or that could have been, or that probably was it opening. I have no idea. I don't know the numbers, and I don't have them in front of me at this moment. But it's just Disney is not going to negotiate more with their talent, with their with their actors. Um, for their whole premiere access thing. They're only going to negotiate stuff with with uh, with the actual theatrical release because they're greedy little fuckers. Yeah. Yes, so, they are. So I think... They're all fucking... I had to think on my foot. I'm sorry. Sorry, I continue. All right. So, um, dude, it's just a bunch of fucking millionaire executives. They're all fucking sipping on mojitos down there in Florida. Yeah. Fucking playing golf. Laughing about how they can fucking rape the public once again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not kidding, dude. No, but... Disney but, is the government with a smile on its face. Oh! Exactly. <laughs> it's the government wearing white gloves and Mickey ears. Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, so... I think Scarlett Johansson is justified. I hope some kind of settlement happens, so because I don't think they're going to want to go to court with all this. The other thing is that Kevin Feige apparently is very pissed off and upset about how Disney responded to the initial lawsuit. Because there's no bad blood between Kevin Feige and Scarlett Johansson. I bet Disney would be the first company to make a virtual reality for humans. I mean, if they haven't already. Like, uh, like uh, you ever see, what's that movie? Jude Law's in it. And uh, Repo Man. 
when never, he when never, he like uh, never seen Repo Man. Oh well, um, when people essentially it like takes place really far in the future, and mm-hmm. when uh, like when your body starts to fail, like they can keep you alive. Oh, okay. And like just hook your brain up to like a, a virtual world where you get to live as a regular person. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? I could totally see Disney being the first people to start doing that. I would for sure see that. Because I didn't know what you meant by virtual reality. I'm like, they kind of have those in their right. No, I'm talking but, about like actually living okay. in a virtual okay, reality. Okay, no, I, now I like know. Like the what, Matrix. Now I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, oh, for sure they do that. Anyway, so moving on to our next topic of the pod. What do we got up in the docket? We need to talk about the uh, Marvel What If series. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so let's get this big news story out of the way. I'm, I I remember texting you today about like, okay, we need to talk about Bad Batch, Venom 2, and a whole bunch of other things that we already talked about already on the podcast. Mm, Captain Peggy. Keep going. Captain Carter. Captain Peggy Carter. Mm. Uh, so mm. Keep going. Good thing Carbone's not here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so... We see that the directors of the Marvel What If series are doing the a, sick a bastards me- that media, they are media rounds, and they were saying that potentially one day they hope that Disney would allow them to have access to the Star Wars characters as well. Fucked up. I texted you about this. First of all, if this if that could happen. I don't know if I like that or not. I it's a lot of people like very mixed feelings about it. Yeah. But I'm thinking to myself if it's kind of like more of a fun non-canon type of thing, even though the Marvel What If series I think is going to be very much canon to the MCU, if it is more of a non-canon thing cuz you can kind of play around with the whole What If series, which by the way it's already it's confirmed for a season 2. Already? Already for a season 2 and Hopefully, uh, probably I think sometime next year we'll get a season two. Real quickly though, I put out on our Twitter as of today. Uh, go follow us at Fan Speculation on Twitter. I put out two polls, and I had a poll that says the directors of Marvel's What If said that they would love to see Star Wars be involved someday. What's a concept you'd like to see? So my choices I gave you were Luke as an Avenger, Thanos versus Palpatine, Punisher the Mandalorian. Guardian Ahsoka. I couldn't fit Ahsoka Tano Guardian of the Galaxy, so I had to put Guardian Ahsoka. Uh, it's four-way tie. 25% of the vote. And next up, we have the direct same question, but different different ideas. Boba Fett, the Punisher. Yoda, Sorcerer Supreme. Captain America, Jedi Master. Loki, Sith Lord. Uh, and it's, again, the, the straight tie for between Yoda, S- Sorcerer Supreme, and Loki, Sith Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Boba Fett the Punisher got no love. No, dude, I just pictured I just pictured Boba Fett's costume with, like, a black mm-hmm. Punisher skull on the chest plate. Be sick. If anything, it should be a Mandalorian skull. Actually, no. Do that for John Berthal as a Punisher. Instead of the Punisher skull, it's the Mandalorian skull. Oh, like the dragon skull. Yeah. That's that awesome. So that'd be pretty cool. Um, actually, no. Keep the Punisher skull on, on the Beskar armor and have uh, Boba Fett be the Punisher with the, the, the Mandalorian skull. Yeah. Yes, do that. Um, but anyway, this is a really insane concept. I mean, we've already got concept in this show with, like, you know, um, Party Thor, Gamora, daughter of Thanos. Uh, you know, we have... T'Challa as Star Lord. What if, uh, what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark? You know, we have all these concepts. We also have uh, Spider Man Zombie Hunter. Oh yes, yes. Like he's wearing like the the Doctor Strange's cape. Yep, and he's a zombie hunter. Like what the fuck? And then Captain Carter, as he mentioned before. So, yeah, in the far the- right corner of Marvel's What If, you can see Zombie Captain America and mm-hmm. Zombie uh, Zombie Iron Man. Zombie Iron Man. So, a lot of the characters that are voiced for the show are going to be char- actors that we've already seen in the MCU. So, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is confirmed to be ba- is confirmed in the show. Um, we also have uh, 
Black Panther Chadwick Boseman uh, T'Challa he Chadwick Boseman is returning as T'Challa as Star-Lord we also have the actor who plays Yondu I can't remember his name but he's returning to play Yondu mm. uh, Chris Hemsworth returning as Thor so we have a lot of characters and actors returning for this show not all because Downey Jr. is not in it but we have a lot here so the big question Vin I want to ask you is do you think Marvel's What If will be complete uh, completely or at least partially canon to the MCU or at the very least now the MCM of the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. It's a lot to ponder. It is. I don't know. Dude, I don't know. My thing is, I think yes. I think majority, if not this entire show, will be canon to the MCU. Because I mentioned last week, I believe... I want to see evil Doctor Strange versus versus Doctor Strange. If, if in they Multiverse put Star Madness. Wars in it, I don't. I I don't think it's going to be canon. Well, that's the thing with this show is you don't have to make everything canon about it. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think there's a lot of positives and a lot of negatives. Like, how do you have a whole Star ass Wars show and only some of it is true? I don't know, man. That's what I'm that's, saying. That's what the whole thing of this concept of this show is: is that these are all concepts and they don't have to be full set in stone. Oh, then I don't think it's going to be canon. I think it will be canon, and I think they they can eventually. I because here's the thing. I mean, the, actors. Well, film, I hope, I hope f- we get a backstory for Alligator Loki. I don't know about that. <laughs> I would love it, but I don't think we do. Creators can say what's canon and what's not. Look at all the fucking Halloween movies they made. <laughs> they yeah. said the Halloween movies four and five are no longer canon to the story, so they can deem it. They can they can even come out with like an eventual third or fourth season where let's say they do Marvel and Star Wars in one what if season. Yeah. They can just say this is not canon to the MCU. This is just a fun little concept. I think this season in particular that's coming up will be canon to the MCU. Because I fully expect characters like Captain Carter to show up in Multiverse of Madness. And I expect, you know, I, I expect, I would hope to see a Doctor Strange versus evil Doctor Strange. Sorcerer, uh, is it, I don't know if it's Sorcerer Supreme. Is he Sorcerer Supreme? I mean, he'll eventually become the Sorcerer Supreme. He's not, he's not a Sorcerer Supreme yet, but he's the master of the mystical arts. Yes. Doctor Strange right now in the MCU. Um, so, I mean, I think the first episode we're getting is Captain Carter. There was a clip that was released on Instagram today from Marvel and Marvel Studios of Captain Carter, Bucky Barnes, and Dun Dun Dugan, one of Captain America's Howling Commandos. They're pinned down. They're fighting these, uh, uh, this, I think Hydra or something. And uh, we're pinned down. We need help. We need help. And um, Steve Rogers comes in in this giant-looking Iron Man suit, which is apparently a Hydra-made suit. Whoa. It's it's like the Iron Man suit from when he first made when he first escaped from. Uh, from the, the Ten Rings cave, or even the giant suit that Obadiah Stane used at the end of the movie. Just maybe not as big as that last one, but a little... It's a mixture of both. Like The technology is there for the bigger one from yeah. Obadiah, but it's as big as the one that Tony Stark used when he escaped from the cave. Mm. So, it looks very interesting. Um, I can't wait to watch this shit. I mean, we're going to be covering this every week, just like we had Loki last time. So, yeah, next Wednesday, we're going to... Uh, Wednesday night we're going to watch it and then Thursday Thursday morning we'll have the podcast up mm. so I think uh, what what was your cons- what do you think could be some possible concepts we see because we are, we have some but it doesn't mean we're going to get we're going to see everything what's like a really dark horse really crazy Marvel what if you would love to see that hasn't been announced and you would love to see in the show or, mm. the, or in a future episode of the show um, if they do do Star Wars, mm-hmm. I'd like to see Chris Hemsworth as like a Jedi Knight that specifically uses lightning. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and give him a um, yellow saber for shits and giggles. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like if Loki was a Sith Lord, he would want a green lightsaber. Oh, of course, he'd be the only Sith Lord with a green lightsaber. Yeah. Um, out of all the suggestions that I put up there, I think the one that really stands out to me, um. I mean, I mentioned Boba Fett as Punisher and uh, Punisher as the Mandalorian. Ahsoka Tano as a Guardian of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's the coolest one, I think. Luke Skywalker as an Avenger. Yeah, I know. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Thanos as Palpatine. Um, But I got to say my favorite one. 
How do you think Luke Probably. would be dressed as an Avenger? You think it would be Return think, of the Jedi I, black black? Oh outfit? yeah, yeah. It's got to be Return of the Jedi black. Yeah. It's got to be. Which also they're doing a part two of the behind the scenes documentary of Mandalorian, and Mark Hamill's going to be in it. They're, oh, they're, dude. They're going to show how they film Mark Hamill's parts. That's awesome. And I can't wait for that. That's coming out later this month. I think I'm going to be on vacation when it comes out, but but yeah, it's coming out later this month. So um, I think one thing I'd love to see out of all of them, I mean, I'd love to see Thanos versus Palpatine. Yeah, it'd be just sick. Th- that would be just a really cool concept, or like maybe like Darth Vader versus Loki, uh, or like Maul versus Loki, um, Winter Soldier versus maybe like Jango Fett or Boba Fett. That'd be mm. pretty cool. I'd like to see Thor versus Fal- Palpatine. Ooh, that'd be good too. That'd be sick. I think who's a, like a really elegant. Oh, Count Dooku versus Vision. Whoa! Because they're they both speak very eloquently. Yeah. El- eloquently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And or Doctor just, Strange versus Count Dooku. Ooh, Doctor Strange versus Count Dooku would be sick. That would be nuts. That would be sick. Hell yeah! Oh man, I'm just thinking about all these possible fights we could possibly get. Oh man, Loki uh, versus Yoda. Ooh, that would be good. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Qui Gon Jinn versus Ultron. Mm, I don't know. No. I was trying to think of an Avenger. Hmm. Um. Qui Gon Jinn. Qui Gon Jinn. Uh. Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. <laughs> uh, is it what? That's right, Peter. What? <laughs> yeah, so stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, fuck, I'm trying to think of a good Marvel character to fight Qui-Gon Jinn. I'm sure if those of you are listening, you're like, oh, there's this person, this person. Like, I know, I can't fucking think. Um, How about Wolverine as Captain America? Wolverine as Captain America for a what if? Imagine that. I mean, he's from Canada, so I don't know how that would work. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I because one of the shots actually that we're seeing is like, you know, the classic Avengers like circle thing we got mm-hmm. in that scene. There's another one happening like that with Gamora with, with you know, Thanos' sword, T'Challa as Star-Lord, and then there is Black Panther. I think it's possible we could see Killmonger as Black Panther in this thing. That'd be cool. I think we could possibly see that. Um, the other really cool thing I noticed, like the most recent trailer they put out, they put out a trailer where it was um, Hawkeye, Black Widow from Infinity War, Captain America, Iron Man, and then Black Panther by Iron Man's side. Oh. There's a bit of an interesting take on there. That's pretty There's cool. even like a quick little scene where where Natasha Romanoff throws Red Guardian shield at somebody. Yes. I'm like, ooh, that looks, that's interesting. Uh, and then Scott Lang has a severed head Futurama style. <laughs> Some people are saying like, well, what if that's the zombie episode? Yeah. And he was going to become a zombie. They severed his head and then they were able to survive him. Um, who's a really like dark horse character you could see appear that you won't really expect like the actor and their voice to appear in the show. Hmm. That I wouldn't expect. Mm hmm. I wouldn't expect Batista to voice Drax. Well, he loves Drax. No, I get it, but like with this stuff that happened, he said, "Like, I don't know if I'm going to do any more of it." Well, I think he um, Drax does show up in the show, so I would just, I would think assume that it's him. I would right? assume Batista shows up. He loves playing Drax. One person I think that w- could probably show up that would be a, be a little shocked by um, Tom Holland's voicing Spider Man. Because I don't think that Spider-Man is going to be Tom Holland. Yeah, I, I feel I, like I, we're I just, not going to get his voice. It's just everybody else looks like the character that they're playing to a T, whereas like that Spider-Man doesn't look like Tom Holland. That's just, yeah. that's just what I see when I see it, you know? Um, speaking of uh, Spider-Man, you know, there's some other more leaks coming out and more multiversal leaks that we have to talk about, so... We're going to put a cap on Marvel What If for now. Okay. Um, but, you know, a few weeks' time... Uh, Actually, next week. Next week, we're going to talk about the first episode on this podcast. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, next week, we will be talking about Marvel What If, the first episode, and I believe it's going to be Captain Carter. Yeah. Oh. That's going to be good. It's a cartoon, though, right? It's animated, yeah. Yeah. But Peggy Car- but that is Haley Atwell, I think her name is. Yeah, she's voicing Peggy Carter. It's- she has a hot voice. 
but <laughs> it's a fucking cartoon. Dude, don't underestimate this shit, man. That's why I think this is gonna be canon because they're gonna like pay attention to this shit. Oh no, listen, I I have no doubt of the quality. What I'm saying is I can't. Dude, you watched Rebels and Clone Wars, and we're know, watching, but, and we and we and we cover Bad Batch. But what I'm talking about is Peggy Carter and oh. the actress that plays her. You, you look her up on Google. Yeah, I get it. I will. All right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so um, yeah, so. We have to talk about some Spider-Man leaks. We have to talk about some Multiverse of Madness leaks. We're not going to go too crazy, but uh, the first Spider-Man No Way Home leak that we have to talk about, I actually did mention this to you before the podcast started because I just remembered about it right now, um, is we see Peter Parker speaking to Doctor Strange outside of the Sanctum. uh, And we notice there is a truck that says Feast. Now, Vinny, I know you didn't play the Spider-Man PS4 video game, but are you familiar what Feast represents in the comic books? No. Okay. So, Feast is a homeless shelter in the city run by Martin Lee. Martin Lee becomes a supervillain known as Mr. Negative. Now, when this podcast is over, Vin, look up Mr. Negative. He's a really cool character. Those of you who don't... Re- or you can just look at him right now as I'm speaking. Uh, Mr. Negative, you guys can go look at him right now in your Google machines. Um, <laughs> Martin Lee, uh, on paper, is a very nice man. He does a lot for his community. He lost his parents when he was very young, and he wants to give back to those who are, mis- who are misfortunate. But his alter ego is that he is Mr. Negative. So he wears a black suit. He has black hair. He's an Asian character. But then he has the negative energy and the anger he has built up inside of him helps him like create these energy blasts of black and white together. Almost. Oh, wow. This is insane. He looks cool, right? So Martin Lee, Mr. Negative, was first introduced into the Ultimate Spider-Man comics, and he was one of the main villains in the Spider-Man PS4 video game. So... We learn that he is the head of Feast. Aunt May works for him, which in the video game she does eventually run Feast uh, throughout the story when Martin Lee is going off. He has his own group, I believe, called the Dragons. No, the Demons. The Demons he has. It's like it's like an Asian gang he has, and he wages war against Kingpin, and, and he's trying to get revenge on Norman Osborn. We don't know what the revenge is for yet. Um, so that could potentially lead to Martin Lee... Uh, Mr. Negative showing up in the MCU someday. It's just a nice little Easter egg that where, you know, pay attention to this. I mean, Marvel, they've done the shit before where it's like, you know, we see things here and there or just like, oh, yeah, it's going to happen. Like, remember Vin in uh, Winter Soldier when, uh, what's his name, the guy, the, the dork they picked up, the Zola's algorithm, he's like, everybody, Glass Valley Victorian, Tony Stark, Stephen Strange. So they lay little Easter eggs here and there for stuff like this. Um, so I will say that that's one Spider-Man leak. The Mr. Negative is really fucking cool. Yeah, he looks cool, right? He's awesome. Dude, he uses like a samurai sword when he's not Mr. Negative. Mm-hmm. And when he turns into Mr. Negative, it literally turns he into can, a lightsaber. He can bring his energy into that sword yeah. and shoot blasts from it. That's really It's sick. fucking awesome. I can't, I can't wait for him to show up one day in an MCU film. Anyway, so... The other Spider-Man No Way Home leak we got to talk about that broke today at the time of this recording. Um, if we recall, Tobey Maguire's love interest in the, in the original Spider-Man movies, uh, Kirsten Dunst. And then we also have, let me pull this up here real quickly, Kirsten Dunst and Deborah Ann were spotted near No Way Home reshoots. Now, Deborah Ann, for those of you who don't know, she played Karen Page in the Daredevil series and in Punisher and the Defenders. Mm-hmm. She is a love interest slash friend to Daredevil in the comic books. And Charlie Cox has been rumored to return as Daredevil, return as Daredevil in the Spider-Man No Way Home movie. <coughs> well, not Daredevil, as Matthew Murdock, as Spider-Man's lawyer. So there are pictures here of them spotted together outside... And, I mean, in this one of the leak in the, in the leak of the Spider-Man No Way Home movie, it does show P- Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker, seeing Kirsten Dunst, and it very well could be that Deborah Ann Karen Page is with Matthew Murdock as he's representing Peter Parker, mm-hmm. because what happens in the show is that you know she's a victim 
of uh, of a crime. Uh, well, she, if she's accused of a crime, then you know, uh, Foggy Nelson, Matt's Matt's uh, uh, business partner and law uh, uh, in the law firm, and Matt Murdock take her up as a client, and Matt can tell she's telling the truth from his senses as Daredevil. So I believe so. If this is the case, then looks like they're going to be showing in the movie somehow. Um, so what do you take think of this? You know, Kirsten Dunst and Deborah Ann showing up near the shoots of the movie. Well, Kirsten Dunst is definitely believable. Um, if Daredevil is supposed to ma- be making a return, which you said to me Matt earlier, Mur- Matt Murdock is, but but Charlie Cox is returning as a character. Yeah, so I think Daredevil. He, I think he's going to make an appearance in the in the movie. I mean, it makes sense to have them both there because that's the only that is the only way I see Karen Page being in this movie, the character. Yeah. Yeah, why else would she be in the movie? I the only way I see her in the movie is she unless she's is, a personal friend of Kirsten Dunst and also lives in the city. Well, I don't know. They were spotted. They could be personal friends. Who knows? But um, it's just very. Marvel had their hand in, in the big, Daredevil Netflix show, correct? Marvel had their hand. Yes. Yeah, so she's definitely like allowed to be on set and shit. I think so, but that's all, the also thing is like she they're near the Spider-Man No Way Home reshoots. She played Karen Page in the Daredevil show. Yeah. Kirsten Dunst was Mary Jane Watson in the movies. Yep. Uh, How is this movie not going to be like 4 <laughs> hours long? Dude, I have no idea. Like I trust them that it's going to be really really well done. Um, but that's the thing. You can't give every single every single character a huge, huge screen time. You have to limit their, their role. That's why I think Karen will probably be more of an assistant slash uh, co-representative of Peter Parker in this movie uh, with Matt Murdock. And they're probably going to... They're probably going to try and do their best to defend Peter. But according to the leaks, apparently he loses initially, but they're going to try and help him. Anyway, the point is, Kirsten Dunst is very believable. To be in the movie. Yeah, of course. Karen Page is a bit of a dark horse. I was not expecting her to possibly be in this movie, but uh, I say Mary Jane and Karen Page. Because I can't remember. Deborah Ann, that's it. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> too many names, too many. Too many names, yeah. too many characters. It's just it's, it. it's a lot to keep up with. Anyway, so here is what the next big thing as far as a multiverse of madness leak going on. So recently. On Instagram, somebody leaked this footage. Uh, it's not of the movie, uh, but it is a self-taped audition for someone auditioning for the role of Tommy. Now, uh, if you're wondering who's Tommy, Tommy would be Tommy Maximoff, Vision, and Wanda's son. Now, you're probably wondering, how come he is... First of all, why are you doing an audition? I thought you had a kid. Yeah. Two, um, I thought they went away with a hex. Well, a few things. One, Wanda heard her, heard her kids at the end of uh, end of WandaVision, so I think at that point, like we said a few weeks ago, we think the multiverse was probably expanding at that point when she was reading the Darkhold. Um, the other thing is, you know, she's trying to find a reality where her kids actually existed. I mean, infinite realities, you know, there's got to be one reality where Wanda actually has kids. The person who was auditioning for Tommy was not the kid we saw in WandaVision. Because obviously if he got the part, why would he audition? It was some other guy. I don't remember the... I don't know who this person was. But he had like blondish... Almost almost white hair it looked. He kind of really got into the character. But it was like a, like a, a self-tape of him and then Billy talking. The person who was reading Billy's lines was... Um, sounded like, a, like the guy's mother or a sister or a, fa- a female family member of some kind or whatever. And the scene goes on that Billy comes to see Tommy, and Tommy's like, uh, you know, I'm fine. I wasn't expecting you to come see me. He's like, well, you're my brother, of course. Why wouldn't I come see you? You haven't seen me in a long time. He's like, well, I'm worried about you. How are you doing? He's like, I'm fine. I have a roof over my head. I have stability. I have food every day. You know, it's, it's a lot better than going out there and committing crimes. And like, whoa. Tommy's committing crimes? Why is he committing crimes? We don't know. Um, so it later events, you know, to Billy saying, like, look, I, I came here because I, I, need a, I need your help. It's like, what do you mean need my help? I didn't want to say this, but it's about mom. Mom? What about mom? Okay, it's not about mom, but I, I need you to listen to me. He's like, no, I don't want to listen to you. And 
So it appears Tommy's in prison. And he says the people in prison understand him and get him and don't judge him. He also says how that he thinks it's ridiculous that Billy's trying to go out there, play superhero in a world that doesn't need us or that rejects us. Kind of paraphrasing a little bit all over the place here, but it appears that Billy and Tommy are going to be in the Multiverse of Madness movie as teenagers, presumably as their superhero alter egos, Speed and Wiccan. Now, now I'm just saying this to you, the listeners, and to Vinny all at once, because I don't think I sent you this video, did I? Nope. What are your thoughts about this? Because as we know, the twins did accelerate in age. How fucking long is this movie going to be? Dude. Because this is fucking... Now we got kids running around. We got fucking... (laughs) There's all these characters. We got teenagers running around. Is it a Spider-Man movie or is it a Daredevil movie? Is it a Spider-Man movie or is it a Wanda fucking movie? Well, this isn't isn't No Way Home. This is Multiverse of Madness. All right. Well, still, is it a Doctor Strange movie or is it just, hey, hey, let's make a pizza and throw every fucking topping on it? I trust that Marvel, they've proven before that they can take all these big stars, all these big characters, put them in one movie. A concept that really shouldn't work, they make it work. So we've talked about previously how Mordo is rumored to return. Agatha was, Agatha Harkness is rumored, is reported, rumored and reported to be in the movie. Tom Hiddleston was reported to be in the movie right after Loki ended. Uh, There's so much shit going on in this movie. I mean, Scarlet Witch is in the movie, so I fully expect Tommy and Billy, some form or another, to be in this movie. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a Doctor Strange Wanda movie. Oh, yeah. Mainly. I do think Wanda will fight Doctor Strange, though, at some point. That's awesome. Because I think that she's going to be scouring the multiverse, and he's going to be trying to fix it. And he's like... And they obviously know each other. They have a history, a brief history of them fighting together against Thanos' army. Um, But it makes you think, like, was like, all right, well, what are you doing here, Wanda? And... She's like, just, maybe she was just get out of my way, because that's a big. Or maybe re- she's looking for a, a life where Vision is that's alive. Ex- that's exactly what she's doing. She's trying to find a life where Vision is alive, and her and her kids made it out okay. Speaking of which, real quickly, uh, one clip of the what if, uh, all that shit. Vision's actually taking the Mind Stone out of his out of his forehead himself. I don't know what that whole thing is. But and he was like, fuck w- this bitch. We do see a fully powered <laughs> Scarlet Witch in the what if clips. So possibly maybe he's telling her to stop. It's like, if you don't stop, I will take this out of my head. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, Marvel is obviously building towards a young Avengers group. Because we have a lot of characters in here who are going to be the Young Avengers. We have Billy and Tommy who will eventually be Speed and Wiccan. We have uh, Ant-Man's daughter who... Uh, Cassie Lang, she becomes a superhero as well. Um, you know, Nathaniel Nate Richards, Iron Lad at some point. We could get him. Like, the kid from uh, Iron Man 3. I think he becomes uh, a version of Iron Lad, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, cool. You know, we have Kate Bishop, who takes up the mantle of Hawkeye, which she's going to be in, in, the, uh, in the Hawkeye show. Uh, Kamala, uh, Kamala Khan is Miss Marvel. I don't know if she'd be... I guess she could be considered a young Avenger in that whole thing. Um, there's because Marvel is trying to set up these movies for the future, and I remember even hearing rumors about Kid Loki returning in Multiverse of Madness, and to potentially join the Dark uh, Dark Avengers to join the Young Avengers. Wow. So, how much of a role do you think Billy and Tommy could play in the Multiverse of Madness? I think considering Wanda is going to be a big part of the movie, I think it's going to be a large portion of the movie. You don't think that scene could probably be like maybe like a mid-credit or an after-credit scene? No, I think it's going to be a um, an actual scene, like a uh, scene in the movie. Yeah. Mm, okay, I think so too. I wouldn't put it past them, though to put something like that in. Who knows? A, maybe she, maybe the 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 universe that Wanda finds, Billy and Tommy are fucking teenagers. Mm-hmm. Not rapidly aging. Yeah, because I forget they rapidly age because of the hex. Yeah. But you never know. That could be something that they do with them, them themselves, even though they didn't rapidly age as kids. Yeah. One thing in the comics, though, for Speed and Wick and for Billy and Tommy is that they were taken from pieces of Mephisto's soul, and when Wanda had to defeat them, she did only actually give birth to Billy. 
Billy is actually her biological son. Tommy is her son from like a spiritual connection. But Tommy's soul, when he was conceived, went to another set of set of parents. But there was like this strong connection that Tommy felt when he met Billy. Um, I think they're just going to kind of keep it with the whole that Wanda is still his mother. Mm-hmm. Because it's a little confusing, probably to the average person. Like, well, well, who are these people? Whatever. Just if you established him as, as Tommy Maximoff, just keep him Tommy Maximoff. No. I mean, he has the, the super speed of his uncle, of, of Quicksilver. So might as well just keep it that way. Yeah. Um, overall, man, we had an hour. Just about an hour right now. It's fucking nuts. And there's probably more that we could keep talking I, like, about. I feel like there's more we should be talking about, but we just talked about so much shit within the span of an hour. Yeah. Well, and there's definitely going to be more shit, and we're going to have to cover what if. Yeah. Well, next time. well we are going to be covering what if every single week. Yeah. We're going to be covering what if every single motherfucking week. On this podcast, <laughs> uh, we want to hear from you guys. What is what 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 is your most anticipated Marvel What If concept? Uh, please go to our poll on Twitter. The one of many that we had with uh, the Marvel Star Wars What If concepts. Real quickly before we go, uh, I want to share some polls that I did over the weekend in honor of Spider Man Day. You ready for this, Vin? Ready. Okay. Here are some polls I put out. I, the first one I put out was, what is the best Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie? 27% of the vote got Spider-Man good, good 1. Good question. 73% of the vote said Spider-Man 2. And 0% of the vote said Spider-Man 3. We <laughs> love you guys. You made the right choice. Uh, what is the best Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie? 82% said Spider-Man 1. 18% said Spider-Man 2. That's that's astounding considering wow. how, how bad the second Andrew Garfield movie Spider Man movie was. Next up, what is the best Tom Holland Spider Man movie? This is a little closer. Sixty percent said Far From Home, forty percent said Homecoming. I was actually recently watching rewatching Homecoming and the first Andrew Garfield Spider Man movie uh last weekend. Homecoming is fucking great. I think the Andrew Garfield movie uh, first one is great too. Personally, I think it, I think it's I think it's great. Um, who is the best Spider-Man villain in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies? We gave the choices of Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Sandman, and Venom. Now, this one might shock you here, Vin. Maybe not so much of who they picked, uh, who our listeners picked as the villain that got the most votes, but uh, the villain who got zero, Sandman. Ten percent of the vote got Venom. Now, granted, Venom and Sandman are pretty bad characters in those movies, but I think Sandman was a better character than Venom. At least he was there at the most of the movie. Yeah. The next character that got 30% of the vote, Green Goblin, mm. which 60% of the vote is Dr. Otto Octavius Doc Ock mm-hmm. as the best Tobey Maguire villain, on-screen villain. Two more here for you folks, and then we will fuck off and leave. Uh, <laughs> who is the best Spider-Man villain in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies? Uh, we asked you guys the choices of Rhino, Harry Osborn, because Harry Osborn was not the Green Goblin. I don't know what the fuck he was, but it was not the Green Goblin. Yep. Uh, Electro and the Lizard. Harry and Rhino obviously got 0% of the vote. Uh, Lizard, uh, sorry, Electro got 29%, where Lizard got a outstanding lead of 71%. I mean, there aren't Really great portrayed villains in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, but Lizard was really, really well done. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree to that. He was an excellent villain. And finally, we have who is the best Spider-Man villain in the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies? Now, I realized after doing this, I could have put Matt Gargan Scorpion, but he's not Scorpion yet, and he's only Matt Gargan, and he didn't really do much in the Homecoming movie. I gave you the choices of Shocker. Shocker got no votes, 0%. 33% said Vulture, and 67% said Mysterio. That's accurate. That is pretty good. Vinny, let's do a little bit of, I probably should have asked you this, a bit of a lightning round here. Okay. I'm going through every single question. I want you to give you your answers. I'm ready. Best Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie? Uh, Spider-Man 2. Best Andrew Garfield? Uh, first one. Tom Holland? Um, far From Home. Okay. Uh, best villain on screen, Tobey Maguire. Best villain on screen, Tobey Maguire. Uh, Doc Ock. Uh, best Andrew Garfield villain. Remember, these are all your Vo- opinion. Um, all your opinion. 
Best Andrew Garfield. Lizard. Okay. Best villain from the Tom Holland movies. Best Mysterio. Okay. My turn. <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 1. Uh, Far From Home. Um, uh, between Green Goblin and Doc Ock, but I'll say Doc Ock. Uh, Lizard. Um, and I'm going to have to go Mysterio. Yeah. I, majority votes, we kind of agreed on the same thing. Yeah. But, um, but goddamn. All these fucking things. Thank you all so much to everyone who voted on these polls. Again, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, please follow us at Fanspeculation on Twitter, all one word. You can follow us on Instagram at Fanspeculation underscore pod. You can listen to us on any of your favorite pod, uh, podcast app, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google. We're just about everywhere you can fucking find us, man. Just give mm-hmm. us a five-star review. Tell That's your right. friends. Share with all your nerd friends, all of your nerd families, all of your nerd babies. If you got babies, they'll be <laughs> like, Mom, Dad, what do we listen to? Shut up, kid. You listen to a fucking podcast because you don't want to fucking read. Anyway, <laughs> just listen to them. Have them listen to it. Maybe maybe we should cut out the curses if your kids are going to be listen to us anyway the fact of the matter is thank you all so much for listening to this episode of fan speculation you know what i just did ben you know what i almost did i almost called my wrestling podcast uh, i almost did it dude. but i didn't do it this time you gotta stop doing them so close to each other i know because i literally do this podcast and then i do my wrestling podcast the following night <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the only time my schedule i have you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. Gotta do, also the content that i'm watching is comes out on these day on these days Anyway, guys, thank you so much. Again, follow us on Instagram, fanspeculation underscore pod, fanspeculation and on the Twitter. <laughs> uh, we want to know. We still have time in those polls for the Marvel Star Wars What If. Go ahead and vote in those two polls and like, retweet, follow us all on those fucking amazing social media apps that the overlords, lizards of the social medias want you to listen to us and follow us on. Thank you so much for listening to us on this episode of Fan Speculation. I've been CJ Palmasano. Vinny Carini. We'll see you all next time.